Welcome to Streaming Wisdom, a place to discover your very own wisdom being activated through my storytelling. Just like me, you weren't made to fit into this consensus reality that you've quietly doubted your whole life because you are destined to pioneer a new one, shoulder to shoulder with many of us. And it's an auspicious time for humankind right now. So let's find each other and lead the way from our hearts and from the frequencies of real love, true power and wisdom. Consider me a friendly voice by your side, encouraging you as you continue to liberate yourself, express your genius in the world and fulfill your original intention. I hope you're as delighted as I am and have found yourself a cozy corner to relish in this episode of Streaming Wisdom. Welcome to part two of Wellness is Your Natural State. If you haven't yet tuned into part one, I highly recommend you do so before continuing on but I can't stay attached to that idea because you're probably just going to do whatever you want to do anyway. And that's actually better. (laughs) But I will briefly recap part one as it has been a couple of weeks. So in that episode, I went right into what real wellness is and why it's your natural state of being. But unfortunately, it's become more commonplace and almost normal to be either sick or tired most of the time. But in truth, your body aspires to thrive in health and wellness and a body that's deeply immersed in its natural environment is greatly aided by that environment to do so. I also covered why it can be more challenging to heal and regenerate in modern times and the role of your health baseline and what it can look like to be living above that. Now that we've covered the what and the why, in this episode, I will go right into the how, how you can achieve wellness as your natural state. Now in part one, I did attempt to get through this, but ran out of time. And I began a story about my journey to discovering this for myself, but I got a little sidetracked as I often do. So now I'm going to start at the point in my life where I thought I was doing all the right things for my health and wellness, but still I experienced many ongoing symptoms. These include fatigue, chronic pain, depression, anxiety, frequent infections, inflammation, chronic sore throat, cluster headaches, And then some, (laughs) there are actually many more issues, but that was probably a list of the most pressing concerns that I had. And of course, I was eating in a way that I thought was healthy. I went to the markets. I got organic food grown locally in farms that I felt like I really trust the growers to have care for the land, for the soil, for the quality of the food. And I exercised as much as I could. Um, I was limited by my chronic pain. Let's see, I did yoga. I spent a lot of time outside. I love the great outdoors. Um, Drank lots of water. (laughs) 
I got eight hours of sleep every night. I didn't partake in too many behaviors that I thought were detrimental to my body, such as drinking too much alcohol or eating excessive amounts of junk food or sugar. I was like, I'm a star student. Why am I experiencing so many health complications? Now, one Sunday afternoon, nearly two years ago, I had an urge to visit some dear friends and connect with their incredible land out in the Glasshouse Mountains. I found myself at their kitchen table with also a few of my other friends. And as it turns out, I wasn't the only one with the same idea that day one of whom I met only six months prior. But this wonderful man, Jason, changed the trajectory of my life and went on to be a dear friend until his passing nearly a year later. It was a short friendship, but a burst of joy into my life and one that I treasure deeply because of the impact that he had on me and so many others, particularly when it came to health and wellness and connecting with soul family. (laughs) Oh, he's an amazing connector and is still somehow um, playing that role even from another space. So at the table, the topic of health and wellness came up and his passion and I would say natural authority when he spoke was palpable. I noticed everyone was soon drawn into his words and wisdom for he went through a huge health journey with stage four cancer. He was able to extend his life much longer than the doctors had given him and achieve incredible quality of life more than he had before he got sick, as he mentioned to me a few times. And I feel like a wonderful end to an amazing life. He shared something that he called foundational health and said the reason everyone is so sick is because they are forgetting, ignoring, and totally undervaluing the basic principles of how we naturally stay healthy and well. I'm like, go on. because I was all out of ideas at this point. He said that living indoors was the beginning of severe illness for humankind. And I would say that he meant among many other factors, but it feels like to him, this was a huge contributor. Spending time inside and away from our natural environment is causing premature death. He went on to say that the most important elements that our bodies need are obviously sun, water, air, and earth. (laughs) And to never miss a sunrise with your bare feet in the sand and hopefully the sea. Now that's because we live on the coast, but you can make that mean a river or a lake or any natural waterway where you happen to be living. He went on to share his theory about foundational health. And think about how we seek to maintain health and wellness as a pyramid divided into tiers. And his ideal is that tier one at the very bottom, the foundation, (laughs) is foundational health, which should be our prime focus and where we spend most of our time and energy. Now above that, tier two is where you can access preventative, herbal, vibrational and complementary medicines supplements and healing therapies such as sound or even past life regression and to seek these when you have ongoing or chronic symptoms and the last tier 
is modern medicine, which to him was the last resort because it works with the most toxic, invasive, dangerous, and often irreversible treatments and should be accessed sparingly. And obviously in emergencies, that is where they shine. He went on to say that the issue is that most people access modern medicine first. Sometimes they play a little bit in the second tier of preventative medicine, but mostly they ignore the very principles that keep us well. And by ignoring this, we often fall very sick. We seek external remedies that often don't work and come with a risk and cost money. And I know for me and possibly many people listening in, you probably play a little bit in the foundational health sphere and mostly in the second tier. You've probably gone through the medical system in the past and have woken up to (laughs) the fact that they only treat symptoms. They're not there to heal you in any way, shape or form. So I totally get that you probably are across some of what I'm going to share, but I want you to stay open to not seeing what you possibly can't see, because that is exactly where I was at. And if you're finding yourself with chronic symptoms that are ongoing, like I was, Well, (laughs) I'm probably here out the rest of my journey because, oh my goodness, did things shift for me. So I went on to focus most of my energy and time on foundational health from that day. And yeah, I get it. It seems too simple that you might doubt its power, but doing it every day over time creates profound results. And it certainly did for me. So what is foundational health? (laughs) It's kind of obvious, but let me paint a picture. I soon created a habit of waking at first light and going to the beach with my partner every day instead of maybe just a couple of times a week. We were grounding, breathing in fresh air, swimming in cold salt water, and most importantly, soaking up infrared light every single day. We had a string of days of amazing weather in the spring and summer of 2020 and went all out on foundational health. Whenever the UV was low enough, I'd spend time soaking in the sun morning and afternoon. And we made a habit of seeing as many sunsets as we could as well. I started grounding throughout the day as much as I could. That is putting my bare feet in the earth. And I also started to ditch my shoes whenever I took the dog for a walk. I opened up all the windows in the house, weather permitting, and made a habit of doing as much as I could outside, even eating my meals. Mostly I realized that my time outside increased greatly by hours every day. And this was a little confronting at first, but it explained a lot for me. As a nature lover throughout my whole life and someone who loves going barefoot outdoors, I had no idea how much I was trained out of foundational health by my indoor lifestyle. My automated response was to wear shoes on most occasions. And although I didn't wear sunglasses nor protect myself from the sun with sunscreen, I noticed how I was subtly trained to fear the sun nonetheless. And I picked comfort and climate control over embellishing in the weather and spent many hours inside soaking in EMFs and other toxins 
not realizing how they clogged up. No wonder I wasn't well. And over the years, I had spent so much time and money and especially emotional energy on tier two, the alternative therapies and supplements and such, and had no idea that I could drastically change my health and wellness and improve my symptoms myself and for free. Yes, free. Foundational health is your birthright. You can spend a lot of money on it if you wish, but you don't have to because it's all around you. It's your local environment. Like a fish wild in the ocean has everything it needs. It is its birthright to be in that ocean. And so it is ours. <laughs> the only issue is we are separating ourselves from this natural environment and we're missing out on constant free healing and regeneration. Now, as a result of my epic dive into foundational health, I got a lot of color back in my face, a lot of vitality, a spring in my step, radiance, and a huge boost of life force energy. I suddenly felt really excited waking up and getting up really early in the morning became something I look forward to, not something that I dreaded. So I could tell that I started sleeping better as well. This is when my health baseline increased and my symptoms started to ease. Not completely, however, my symptoms were quite severe and that took some other interventions such as ditching excess sugar, reducing alcohol and caffeine, as well as working on my fascia health. But the changes in my body were very promising and made me want to keep going. What it showed me was that no matter what illness I have, I can reduce my symptoms and improve my experience very quickly by increasing my health baseline, by putting my natural body back where it needs to go to thrive in the natural world. I shared a little bit about this in part one, but I just want to reiterate that our bodies are designed to rebalance, to right our wrongs and to heal because I truly believe that wellness is our natural state, but they need to be in an environment conductive to that healing. So get yourself in it as much as you can. I know it's so simple that it's hard to believe, but how true does it feel? I know it did for me. After playing with this for over 18 months or so and seeing some amazing results, I want to share the wisdom that I have gained and I guess my understanding of foundational health. It seems to me that this comfortable indoor lifestyle has escalated greatly in just the last 50 years or so because although we've been living indoors for many centuries, we are seeking comfort indoors more than ever before. We live and sleep inside. We jump inside a car and we go somewhere, maybe to an office, and we sit inside again all day, only to come home and repeat the cycle. Now, that's a huge problem. We are natural beings made up of natural elements. We share a body with trillions of bacteria, fungi, parasites that aren't actually us. They're our local friends, organisms from our natural environment. So what happens when you take a natural form of life away from its habitat 
and put it in a box that's actually kind of toxic. Well, it often struggles to thrive, let alone maintain health, and in many cases can become sick or have a highly reduced lifespan. For example, the killer whales who live in seawall captivity, who survive decades less than their peers in the wild ocean and can sometimes suffer from floppy fin. Doesn't it make sense that we are meant to be communicating outside with the organisms in our natural world? And what also makes perfect sense to me is wouldn't as humans, we be born into an environment that actually ensures our healing, regeneration and ability to thrive, just like everything else in nature. <laughs> Why do we need all these other different types of forms of healing? Probably because we're not in our natural environment. I don't know, it just all sounds really obvious to me. <laughs> I hope it is to you. Now, I made a list of how I see foundational health and what I'm about to share may seem idealistic to some and impossible to most others, especially living in a modern world. And I certainly don't do everything on the list to the degree I desire, but I'm going to read it anyway, because deep down in the core of my being, I think it's true. You are meant to let the sun penetrate your skin and your eyes. You are meant to watch the sunrise and sunset. It's naturally captivating for a reason. So you will look at it and absorb the healthy infrared light. You are meant to put your bare feet in the earth and absorb rich negative ions to help the circulation of your blood, reduce inflammation and hydrate your body. You are meant to get your hands in the dirt and get it under your fingernails because the bacteria in soil directly affects your mood. You are meant to breathe in fresh air full of local bacteria. You are meant to drink, wash and cook in mineralized living water, also full of local bacteria. You are meant to eat seasonal food grown in healthy soil from regenerative farming practices that are healing the earth and simultaneously healing your body. You are meant to eat this food soon after it's picked and grown as close to home as possible via the same sunlight that you are absorbing, the same light that your body already knows what to do with. You are meant to sleep and sit on the ground you are meant to gather around a fire at night and look right into those red flames, letting the sun's energy that's been unlocked through the fire caress your skin and your eyes. You are meant to share in stories, laugh and dance in the evening under the stars. You are meant to sleep as you bathe in star energy. You are meant to hear the sounds of the birds and nature, the rustling of leaves, the fresh stream running. These subtle sound frequencies are vital to your body's frequency. You are meant to gaze at the natural world, at bodies of water, and look into every color found in flowers and every shade of green found in plants. You are meant to be in connection with the wild, to have relationships with animals, birds, insects, or mammals, even if it's from a safe distance. But instead, where have humankind found themselves? 
How are they spending their time? When I say we, I mean the collective family and what most of them are up to. (laughs) So we not only do the opposite of this grand list, we actively source a synthetic version of each natural element that actually makes us even more ill. Missing out on vital sunlight is one thing, but replacing that light with staring at a screen all day being penetrated with toxic blue light is another. Replacing the sound frequencies of nature are harmful elements such as electricity, smart meters, Wi-Fi, all day and night, even when we sleep. We stare at a TV at night instead of a fire. We eat food from afar, grown through monocropping in soil that's been severely affected by that monocropping, food that's been sprayed with poisons that's picked too early and shipped around the world and eaten out of season. We stay inside air conditioning with windows shut. Goodness, we build skyscrapers, hundreds and hundreds of rooms totally without windows. We pour cement and bitumen everywhere and walk over it, wearing rubber soles that sever our connection with the earth. We drink poor water that's either dead or purposely poisoned or both. We live and sleep bathing in live electricity and Wi-Fi. We shut out the natural world and for some little creatures, we scream at them, we spray them and kill them. And when we finally go outside, we cover ourselves in fear of the sun. We keep it off our faces and out of our eyes. Then we wear shoes and even sit on camping chairs instead of the ground. We are like a bunch of little house dogs bred so heavily over the years that we have no idea how to survive in the wild again. Could a big part of why we are so ill is that we aren't living in our natural habitat. Your body requires its natural environment to thrive and every second you spend out of it impacts your health and wellness. Now, I'm not suggesting that we tear down our houses and pull up our roads and walk barefooted everywhere and go live in the wild. There are a lot of advantages to modern day lifestyle. And I love living in a house. I love escaping the wind and the rain and the bad weather and finding comfort when I need. I'm not really ever going to suggest that we go back to the way things were for any aspect of life because it's not that way anymore for a reason. We have evolved. We have different needs and requirements. And I feel really strongly that the new ways and the old ways weave together to make up our future. This is how we pioneer new realities, by honoring the old and the new. The problem is when it comes to health and wellness, we have been ignoring the old ways, and this requires a giant rebalance through foundational health, which is bringing back what I would call living to our true nature. It's simple. (laughs) It's so simple to bathe in these raw elements. But as you've probably heard me say a number of times already, and my apologies for sounding like a broken record, but simple doesn't mean easy. (laughs) Most people won't ever consider such a drastic change to their lifestyle. They might think it impossible to get up and watch the sunrise each day. I think that watching the sunrise is so important to my health and wellness that I needed to alter my life around this. But hey, 
That's the benefit of having a fairly weak health constitution to begin with, having a huge health journey and being quite sensitive. That is, my symptoms are so much more pronounced than the average person. I can see the impact of my behavior really quickly and I don't have much choice. I have to change or I suffer too greatly. And as a result of all this, I end up trying some really seemingly crazy but simple things <laughs> like walking around barefoot everywhere and making sure I spend more time outside than inside. But I end up achieving a state of health and wellness that many others never will because I was so motivated to change in the first place. And how motivated are you? Where are you at with your health and wellness journey? Is it driving you to a point where the desire for change is so intense that you will do anything and try anything? That was where I was. <laughs> and if you need a little more prompting about foundational health and its amazing benefits, let me walk you through some of these vital elements. Starting with the sun, of course. Hmm, why not? It's the giver of life. <laughs> we are here because of the sun. It clearly isn't something we should be fearing. <laughs> Obviously, get out of it and sit under a tree or in the shade or go inside when the UV is dangerously high. But there are so many hours of morning and afternoon time throughout summer and nearly all the time throughout any other season that you can spend in the sun. And the most important time to be in the sun is the safest time. Of course, wouldn't that be a part of the natural design of life? <laughs> and those times are sunrise and sunset. Now, besides the obvious benefits that you probably already know about the sun, like getting a really good dose of vitamin D, improving your bone health, really improving your sleep and your cellular regeneration overnight, improving mental health, heart health, and also preventing disease, I learned a little bit more around light from a very dear friend of mine who I will pop a link in the description of this episode. He was introduced to me via Jason. <laughs> and I'm endlessly grateful for that introduction because this person has done so much research on health, more than I think anyone I ever know. He is full of knowledge and embodied wisdom and has had a huge health journey, healed himself from cancer, among many other issues as well. So anyway, I won't go into that now. I just want to share with you what he helped me understand about light. So sunlight gives us energy and supports our mitochondria, particularly red and infrared light that's present during sunrises and sunsets. And because of the effect on your ATP, all of your bodily systems and organs can function optimally when they are exposed to natural light. That's a big key to how your body can effectively achieve wellness when it's given back the natural stimulus it's currently being deprived of. And he talks endlessly on the impact of light on our circadian rhythms, on our sleep. And this is so important because the sunlight helps us wake up and tells us when to go to sleep. It helps monitor our hormones throughout the day. And as long as we are getting enough light and not too much exposure to toxic blue light, and we go to bed when the sun does, <laughs> or not long after, 
we can get ourselves into a really deep sleep between the hours of midnight and 3 a.m., I believe, when our human growth hormone is released, and that is when we deeply heal. So most people due to stress, toxic blue light, and a lack of sunlight are not sleeping deeply through these hours. They are sleeping lightly. Sometimes they're even waking during that time of the night, going to the bathroom. And yeah, people say, well, I need to go to the toilet. (laughs) That's what I used to say. Well, when you're in a really deep sleep, you don't wake up from that. Your bladder is full, but you're not getting the signal to go to the toilet. So you don't actually need to get up. It's a sign that you're not sleeping well. So, oh my goodness, so much changed for me when I started getting sunlight when it came to my sleep. Now, when your body can heal and regenerate, well, guess what? You're on the pathway to natural aging, not premature death. Now, how this happens is because the sunlight boosts your antioxidants and regenerates essential hormones such as melatonin and dopamine. This supports your circadian stimulus and determines your body clock, among many other wonderful things. So basically, the sunlight is the beginning of your body having the energy it needs to run all its critical functions. So much illness, disease, inflammation, and chronic pain can be traced back to this source of your mitochondria health. So I cannot say this enough. Sunlight is your friend and you really need it. You just have to do a couple of things. Check the UV, make sure it's not too high. The other thing is that when you go to sunrises and sunsets and you build up your tolerance towards the sun, there's way less chance of you getting burnt throughout the day. Moving on to water, and I want to focus on sea water. <laughs> and I actually, now that I said that, I can't leave out the benefits of swimming in fresh mineralized water in like water holes. It's a whole different type of energy. I absolutely love it. But I've just been spending a lot more time in the ocean lately. And it's in my awareness. So ocean water improves circulation of your blood, especially if the ocean is cold. For me right now, it absolutely is. I'm in the middle of winter. And this helps your organ function and your cell growth. It reduces inflammation. It is so rich in magnesium for your nervous system. So relaxation, deep sleep, healing, regeneration, It's even been connected with boosting your self-esteem, confidence, mental health, and mood. I mean, I don't need to tell anyone that. How awesome does it feel when you go for a morning swim and you walk back from the ocean and it's like, yeah, I can do anything today. I'm pretty sure the majority of my episodes have been recorded after swimming in the ocean because I just feel so good and so alive and so in my genius and really valuing my wisdom and confident and I've got something to say. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not always like that. (laughs) So yeah, just thought I'd mention that one because that is really important if you experience depression or just a general low mood. Now, the ocean is really good for your skin health, amazing for skin conditions because it reduces inflammation and it hydrates your skin. It improves your immunity and your ability to prevent disease. And the salt, oh my goodness, the salt is so healing for wounds and it also oxygenates your blood, helping regulate your blood sugar levels. (laughs) 
And when you talk about moving water, which is especially found right at the surf, or if we're looking at a waterhole where the waterfalls are, they're really rich in negative ions, which I will talk about as well. Or have I? I cannot remember. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> they're really good for your blood health. And many other things as well, like reducing inflammation and pain and overall immunity. But anyway, moving on. So I want to look at earth and grounding. Oh my goodness, never underestimate the power of having your bare feet in the earth. I truly feel that my health is thriving when I spend an hour on the beach in the morning, minimum, with my feet in the sand and take my dog for a walk for about an hour again, all the way my feet are in the grass <laughs> and then I will go outside periodically throughout the day and I'll make sure that I ground and I will especially do this when I'm spending time like right now with the wi-fi on <laughs> and right in front of my laptop so I know that when all of this electromagnetic energy is building up inside my body, which directly leads to so much illness um, that we find ourselves in today, by going outside, putting my bare feet in the ground, all of that electricity, what does it want to do? It wants to ground. <laughs> it goes right to the ground and I release it from my body. This is a really healthy thing to do to remove toxins from your body throughout the day um, rather than building up and building up and sleeping in them and then actually causing havoc in your body. So yeah, I cannot speak highly enough of earthing and grounding. And that information that I got around the electromagnetic buildup was provided by my dear friend, which I said I will link. So I really think it's important that if you love the science or you want support through a community to go and check him out. So some other things about grounding. Studies have shown it can reduce fatigue, inflammation and chronic pain. It supports your wound healing and tissue repair. It supports your response to stress through your cortisol rhythm. It improves your mood and sleep health. It improves your heart and circulation health. I mean, like, that's a pretty amazing list. Like if you, if you just look at that list alone, you've got everything covered. Like, why are we taking medication? Why are we getting surgery? Ah, but anyway, and to hone this point in, I want to share a really brief story around this earthy and grounding. So I was experiencing some really severe digestive issues and I contacted my good friend <laughs> and we had a little chat, which was very insightful. And he shared with me that pretty much nearly everyone he works with, no matter what symptoms they are presenting, experiences a massive reduction in those symptoms, like literally somewhere between 40 to 60% simply by dealing with the EMF buildup in their body through grounding. <laughs> and this is the technique that he shared with me. Now I sat back for a moment on the call and I thought about my experience of foundational health and I realized I'd let it go. We had the most horrendous start of this year in terms of weather. We had four cyclones at one time and this is in summer. So we kind of missed out on summer. It was right after Christmas when it started raining. Now, I'm telling you, it did not stop raining for about five months, except for a couple of days here and there. We didn't even get a week of sunshine. 
we had severe flooding, like literally people died. Our whole suburb became a water world. We were basically on an island. We couldn't even get out for a couple of days. But we just had so many severe weather events that even going to the beach was impossible. There were gale force winds and the the tides were so high, they were like smashing up against the um, sand dunes. And still our beach looks nothing like it used to. It probably will take a very long time to go back to the way it was. But really, it was just impossible to get to the beach and very challenging to get outside in general because the weather was just awful. I mean, I did the best I could. I went out with my rain jacket in the pouring rain, in the floods, barefooted. I took my dog for a walk on many of these occasions, but I did way less grounding and I didn't spend hours at the beach. And what was I missing? Sunlight. I was missing it. And I know that there's a lot of people living in parts of the world where they don't get access to so much sunlight, but I still feel like daylight, even through the clouds, is so beneficial. And I think we need to be in it, even if you can't get that direct sunlight. The issue was it was pretty much impossible to be outside unless you were willing to be a wild animal. (laughs) And I wasn't. So my foundational health really slipped away and it made sense why I started to get some symptoms back. I found myself getting a little depressed, feeling moody, and I said I had digestive issues. I didn't get back chronic pain that was really well managed with fascia health and the changes to my diet. But um, I imagine if I went any longer, I would have started to experience that too. Basically a reversal of my symptoms. So anyway, I listened to my friend's advice and thought no matter what the weather is, I'm going to go outside, put my feet in the ground at least four times a day for 10 to 15 minutes and release the EMF buildup. Now, within about three days, my digestive system showed massive reversal and my issues were gone in about five, (laughs) maybe a week, five days to a week. It was like non-existent and I've been fine ever since. My mood also improved and many other things, but it just showed me like, thank you. I just wanted to thank myself (laughs) and of course my friend for reminding me, but thank myself for everything that I have done for my health. And I really just want to get across, like, I know it seems like such a simple thing to do every day and like, yeah, how can that make any difference? It's not the big severe things that really lead to massive change in our life. It's the small things that we do every single day. And that's exactly what foundational health is. If every day you're getting light uh, at the best times and it's penetrating your eyes and your skin and it's affecting your mitochondria and your energy systems are working and your hormones are functioning properly and you'll be able to move waste through your system and digest food and absorb nutrients and move the blood around and get nutrients where it needs to go and most importantly have a really hydrated body then you're going to have a better life. (laughs) Your health is going to be much better, let alone all the other benefits, which I forgot I'm still talking about. Okay, here we go. So um, soil and bacteria, the earth. So I wanted to like separate this out from the grounding because it's not just about putting our feet in the ground. It's about connecting with the soil. And, And it's not just, I guess, the soil, it's the raw elements. It's putting our hands on stones. It's collecting wood for a fire, 
it's putting our hands in the soil and gardening and maybe planting seeds or pruning. It's just like touching. We need to touch <laughs> all these raw elements. They are covered in bacteria. We need this bacteria. It's actually a part of our makeup. And I'm not sure if this is common knowledge yet, but I was listening to someone talk about how for years they didn't have really good study. What well, we didn't, the world didn't have really, really good studies on bacteria count. But for a long time, they started looking at people's feces and counting the bacteria and made a connection between lots more bacteria leads to much more health and wellness and longevity of life. We need this vital bacteria. We need to touch it. And if you need just a little more twisting of the arm, especially when it comes to something like gardening and really getting your hands dirty, getting the soil under your fingertips, <laughs> there is this amazing bacteria called Mycobacterium vaci, I believe. <laughs> I may have mispronounced that. And it triggers the release of our happy hormone, serotonin. It literally lifts your spirits and help encourage positive mental chatter as well as help you relax. That is what that bacteria does. And it's found in soil, probably in your backyard. So yeah, <laughs> really important stuff there for mental health. Now let's move on to air and wind and all the beautiful bacteria that comes with it. So firstly, fresh air cleans your lungs and supports your digestive health. It improves blood pressure and heart rate. It is able to lift your mood and make you feel happier. It gives you a spark in energy levels and helps you focus. It helps you heal faster and it's full of bacteria from your local environment. And another thing that I just find personally is that I am not necessarily a fan of the wind. My Ayurvedic constitution is Vata and we get really irritated by the wind. But over the years, I've really learned to embrace it and stand in it and enjoy it as much as I can, but know the exact point where it becomes too much and I begin to feel irritated and I walk away and I get inside, which is why I love living in a house, right? It's actually mostly because of the wind, not the other extreme weather conditions that freak me out. I just get so irritated by it. But when I really allowed myself to just relax and embrace the wind, it feels like it blows out uh, like energetic cobwebs from me, like built up energy just gets blasted out of my body. It feels like it gives me a really good energetic clean, which I think is similar to swimming in the salty ocean. So there are many benefits to the wind, to the air. <laughs> and the last one I wanted to share about, because it may not be so obvious at first, are the sounds of nature the wind, the trees rustling, I mean, the dead leaves that crunch under your feet when you're walking on the ground and the sounds of the birds. Oh my goodness, the bird song, <laughs> the um, streams and running water. I mean, these things are all so relaxing to our nervous system. And does everyone like need reminding? I don't know, but our really heightened nervous system that is yeah, creating a very fatigued society, adrenally fatigued and incredibly stressed, 
literally kills us. It makes us live a shorter life. It creates disease and illness in our body. It is really important that we are able to relax our nervous system. And this is exactly what the sounds of nature can help do, particularly birdsong. Birdsong helps us relax and feel safe. It improves mood, eases depression and anxiety, and overall is really important for mental health. Now, living in the city, hearing the drone of cars or planes or whatever sounds that you happen to be hearing over and over again, rather than the sounds of birds, well, just imagine the impact on your nervous system. Like, how do you feel when you walk out onto a busy highway and hear the cars go zoom, 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 and chaos and all these sounds and beeping and um, from trucks and all these different things? I don't know, like (laughs) compare that to walking through a rainforest and imagine the difference on your nervous system. Yeah, it's pretty big, hey? (laughs) Now, I just want to point out one more thing as I complete this list of the amazing raw elements that make up my understanding of foundational health, which is just mine, by the way. There's so much more to it. I just wanted to share the biggest influence that it's had on me and In this list, things like salt water and air and soil and grounding in the sun, there's a theme, a constant theme. In fact, there's a couple. They all help with inflammation and circulation, which is so important. (laughs) Like for me, I see our bodies as a series of tubes. It has to move things through them. It's just tube after tube, whether it's lymphatic system, digestive system, esophagus or nervous system or a spinal cord. It's just a series of tubes and things need to move through them. Messages, waste, food, nutrients, blood, oxygen. And what happens is these tubes get blocked over time and we lose the ability to move these things around us, including life force energy like chi. It is a really big issue. So so that's circulation. (laughs) And I just think it's so important. And the other one is inflammation. I mean, so many people for years have been talking about how where there's disease, there's inflammation. And I'm not necessarily sold on inflammation being the cause of disease. I just know that it's a sign that you're unwell and your body's trying to get the cells, can get into a certain area and fix things. And yeah, it can lead to clogging and inability to get more flow through the body. But regardless of what that issue is with inflammation, I just know that inflammation and poor circulation are major contributors to premature death and all forms of chronic disease. So if foundational health drastically improves these two things, well, I guess it's saying a lot, right? (laughs) Uh, Put it back down, I'm overselling it. (laughs) But I don't care if I oversell it because the truth is inside of you is the power to heal. You have a profound self-healing ability and your body needs its environment to do so. And I'm going to talk about this as much as I need to make sure that that message has been received because I know that it can have a profound impact on virtually all of your symptoms. And yes, you may need other intervention. In fact, (laughs) it's going to bring me exactly to my next point. 
because we are out of our natural environment for many hours of the day and we are not accessing our free endless source of natural healing <laughs> well, i'm just laughing because oh my gosh like, it's there but not only that we are actually willingly allowing ourselves to be poisoned um, by many different things that I have spoken about in some other episodes. So I'm just going to trust that that is obvious. And if not, send me an email and I'll be happy to share. Now, what that means is so many of us and myself included need more than just foundational health right now because our bodies have gotten so far into a state of illness and disease and fatigue that we actually need more intervention we may need to access tier two, all the alternative therapies and healing, or possibly even tier three, modern medicine for some people. So I'm not sitting here saying foundational health is all you need, but I am saying, oh my goodness, it can play a massive role in reversing many of your symptoms and help you manage your major illness as you seek other treatments. And you can have a much better experience through your health journey, just by accessing foundational health and making it a part of your life and your lifestyle. And how, how can we do this? <laughs> I just wanted to share a few ideas. If you haven't thought of any already, this may be a good time to grab a pen or make a note. So the first thing, morning sunrise, set your alarm, <laughs> get up at first light and find somewhere where you can see the sunrise. If that's possible in your neighborhood, you may be surrounded by mountains and get no easterly view. And if that's the case, well, just get the best version that you can and work out what time the sun gets over that mountain or that hill. But if you can see at the horizon, get an app on your phone or something that shows you the sunrise time every day and when it's first light, and make a habit of getting up at that time. You will start listening to the birds and paying attention to the sounds of nature when the world's quiet. So go watch that morning sunrise barefoot. And if you can, dip your feet in a body of water. Then if sunrise is too challenging, how about catching the sunset? Same again, barefoot if you can, on the ground, grass, but preferably in water, because then you're getting all the elements at the same time. Ditch the sunglasses whenever you can. I would only wear sunglasses now if I was on a boat all day and the light was reflecting back from the water or for some reason it was dangerous driving due to the glare. And honestly, I haven't worn them in years. <laughs> so it hasn't really happened that often because the sunglasses are stopping the sun getting into your eyes, which you actually need. It's a big part of the process of how your body makes melatonin and dopamine. Garden without gloves and without shoes, if possible. When you go for walks around the block or in a park on the beach or even hikes, take off your shoes for as much as the walk as you can. And that all depends on the terrain. Ground outside in your yard for 10 minutes, three to four times per day. Keep all the windows in your house open, weather permitting. Get into a habit of starting a fire in the evening time, especially when it's cool. Go grab a fire pit and watch a fire instead of a TV and go to sleep in a much better state. <laughs> way less heightened and way less exposed to toxic blue light. You're actually doing the opposite. You're getting beautiful natural light to help you sleep well. 
eat as many meals as you can outside, do as much work as you can outside, even if it's just note-taking or sitting in the shade with your laptop. Play with your dog if you have one in the backyard and take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Why am I saying take your shoes off? Don't even wear them <laughs> so they don't have to take them off. But yeah, like go outside and when you go to the clothesline to pull clothes in or do any, whatever job it is, it may be, try and do it without shoes. Go to the beach or walk by a river lake every day so you're getting your body of water. Once a week in good weather, sleep outside in your backyard. So that might be limited just to a few months a year, but you can bathe in that star energy and breathe in beautiful fresh air. Sleep with the windows open to your bedroom. And every time you go for some sort of hike in a forest, if there's a body of water, no matter how cold, <laughs> swim in it. <laughs> as long as it's like clean, obviously you don't want it to be filthy. Um, and just treat it like a cold plunge, just get in and out. It's so good to get those minerals into your skin and into your body. And the water, like, oh my gosh, drink that water. That's another thing. Wherever you go to a natural spring, fill up and drink that water instead of overly purified dead water or poisoned water, which are generally the other options that we have. And if you work in an office, Try and walk as much as your commute as you can, near as much nature as you can, if it's possible. Try and have walking meetings outside with colleagues. Sit outside in a park for your lunch break and take your shoes off. And any breaks that you get, go outside and take your shoes off as well. Plant your feet in the ground. Now, I just want to reiterate that with today's onslaught of toxins and pollutions and people living in a heightened stress response, I really don't think it's enough to rely 100% only on foundational health, especially because the point of where we've gotten our bodies up to this date, when perhaps once upon a time it was enough. <laughs> but please do not overlook, ignore or undervalue these raw elements of life. It's crazy too. It literally can prevent or reduce illness, fatigue, chronic pain and disease and greatly impact your mental health. It is your free source of healing by nature's design. There is nothing, no technology that will ever compare to this. And just wanna leave you with one thing. If that list of ideas about how you can bring foundational health into your life is a little overwhelming, I mean, I expect it to. It's not that you have to aim for all of those things. I don't even do all those things. I probably sleep outside once or twice every year. I want to do that a lot more though, because I really do like it. However, if you can just pick one or two of those things and begin introducing them into your life, and I would suggest sunrise or grounding. One of those two things will make an epic difference to your life, especially the sun. That is the first thing I would say for anybody. Start with getting to the sunrise. And if you can't make the sunrise, make the sunset or be in the sun throughout the day at a good time where the UV isn't too high and let it soak into your skin. And maybe one day you'll wake up like me and realize that your whole life has been <laughs> moved around foundational health, not the other way around. You're not having to put your health needs aside to suit your life. It actually does the reverse because the passion and the desire and the motivation is so much more. All the best with your foundational health journey. If you want to share any of your insights, realizations, or have any questions, go to growlleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom, send me an email, and I would be honored to receive that. 
Wow. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from Streaming Wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.